Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Lockdown Golden Knights. VGK plays a very gritty game against Arizona. Hi again, everyone. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. You could find us on Twitter. I am at Tony Dasco. He is at TD Chris G. And you could find us at Lockdown VGK, uh, both on Twitter and, of course, on our new YouTube channel. And please subscribe to that. And uh, we have to apologize first to all of our listeners and viewers, Chris. Uh, due to some previous obligations, we are recording this in the middle of the VGK game. And uh, so far for VGK, uh, we were watching the second period, and VGK just could not clear the zone. Yeah, I'm literally watching the game right now, folks. So, so if I'm looking away, it's not that I'm ignoring you guys. Hey, Hill finally makes a save. The crowd goes wild. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm kind of peeking over, trying to catch some live reaction here. And, um yeah, I mean, maybe I'll start us off. Uh, I, I've been kind of um, supporting Hill in the sense that it's it's preseason. Let's work out the kinks. But my goodness, he led in two goals in the second so far. The first one, kind of a little bunch up around the net. I'm not too concerned about that one. But the second one, it's just a lazy dump in behind the net. And he goes to clear the puck down the middle right to, I think, Barrett Hayton. He makes actually a really good glove save. And then the puck still winds up trickling in, at, you know, on the rebound. But man, just that's two games in a row where he's just played the puck terribly. And um, yeah, yeah, we got, we got six a, and a half. We got six. Yeah. We got seven and a half more periods, folks, to work this out. Okay, it is of great concern, I would say, uh, because once again on Tuesday we heard Bruce Cassidy uh, talk about, duh. Logan Thompson is by far the best goaltender that they have right now. Uh, he's got that job sewn up as number one, but the backup goaltender is really concerning, and you want to keep Logan Thompson healthy this season. Yeah, so the rookie, Logan Thompson, again, he's risen to the occasion every thing, every moment that it's happened. I make it a point to say that. And that said, can he possibly log 60-plus starts effectively keyword effectively and hopefully vgk is going to be a team that's comfortably in the playoffs this year injuries and you know luck i guess withstanding to a degree and i am greatly concerned if it takes a very strong 65 game performance out of logan thompson to get us there um i'm hoping things do get better with the backup goaltending situation and uh you know maybe uh Brassois is going to be our uh our hero that we need right now i guess go yeah. figure yeah, he's been skating around, and uh, perhaps it's going to accelerate uh, him coming back off the shelf. And uh, prior to the game on Tuesday night, uh, VGK had uh, recalled or called up, I should say, uh, Zach Hayes, the defenseman, who stole the show in the first period. A couple of nice goals, the first one from the middle slot, and then that slap shot uh, from the left side. Um, that was just money, but he looks really good, and uh, again, that Henderson Silver 19, which we'll talk about here in a couple of minutes. I mean, they're really good defensively. Other uh, blue liners are really good, and they've got a ton of experience there. But can you uh, talk a little bit about 
Zach Hayes, since you've watched him in the past, he's played for the Silver Knights the past couple of seasons. Uh, in two seasons, four goals and 13 assists. But we talked about grit at the start of the show, and he definitely brings some grit. Yeah, no doubt. Um, he's certainly one of many players who, you know, they they fill a role in the AHL level. You know, they can score, they can hit, they can do all the things needed that can make you potentially an NHL-ready player one day. Um, he's got a ways to go, I think, as far as climbing this roster. Uh, we've talked a lot about, you know, the the forwards and the defensemen who seem to be settling in comfortably to either an opening day live player, if you will, versus those couple of players that might be on the roster, but your opening day scratches and such. Hayes is, is quite a ways away from that, but that's not saying he might not develop and can he continue to develop. And it's preseason, but still two goals to start the game off to get the get the T-Mobile crowd pumped. That's certainly a good thing. Maybe Cassidy will talk about him a little bit in the post-game presser and tomorrow's skate because that seems to be his way of showing affection, if you will, for the young, talented uh, VGKers, mainly being Paul Cotter right now. So I guess we'll see um, how much uh, Cassidy mentions him in the post-game presser and tomorrow to get a true feeling of uh, where he is or where he is right now. And in Hill, that first period, he had 12 saves and he looked pretty solid uh, in net. And then again, uh, not entirely his fault in that just VGK could not clear the zone. A lot of shots on goal there in period two. And then, of course, he finds himself in trouble once again. Um, of those young players in each game, all five games, Ron Bjork, LeShizen, and Paul Cotter have played. Out of those three, we know Cotter has the leg up. No doubt about that. Will the other two be making the opening day roster? Is there room for them? Um, I think uh, we're going to start the conversation with Will Carrier. That's the first and foremost thing. I would think you can Carrier. probably <laughs> Carrier. I'm sorry, my bad, my bad. Um, I think that's probably the first thing we have to look at. And I think right now we're going to pencil Paul Cotter on the opening day roster, whether that's going to be uh, line four wing or opening day, you know, scratch if you will. I think Cotter is going to be there. And I think after that, it really depends on the salary cap situation and will carrier slash carrier, if you will. Uh, folks, it's not us saying that. That's us, you know, alluding to Bruce Cassidy. So you can tweet Cassidy for mispronouncing his name, not myself and Tony for this one. Other ones, sure, but not this one. Um, <laughs> not this one. But I mean, I, I would probably say of those of the players on the forward side, I think the pecking order goes Cotter, LeCision, Ron Bjerg in that order. Whether LeCision and Ron Bjerg are at the AHL level or the NHL level, I think the salary cap gymnastics, Kino, Roulette, Slot Machine, Blackjack. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Ooh, okay, good hill. Good fight. Yeah, now we got a little scrum going. Now we got a little scrum, a little bit of action. Nice, nice save. So this is what you get in live reaction right now, folks. This is kind of interesting doing the show like this, getting the, the live in-game reactions and stuff. But, yeah, I would definitely say Cotter, LeCision, Rombjerg is the pecking order as far as how that's going to shake out as we break camp. Did you see that uh, Michael Carcone hit on Gage Quinney earlier in the game? He went up high and yeah, yeah, and they the called it a hook, puck. Tony. And they, call it they called it a hook. Penalty. I saw. That. I thought so. I thought he took a high stick at first, and the refs didn't catch it. They were um, <laughs> they didn't catch any part of that. I mean, yeah, he hit him and, up high in the head, like all of that. Where oh, was I the hook? My video. Um, yeah, and Kazari is out there refing too. You know, I one of the best reps there probably is out there. So I'm not sure a, 
what Kazari was looking at there. It is preseason. Yeah. Kazari again, shout out to him and his entire family. I, I officiate games with uh, Nate, one of his, uh, one of his kids and just phenomenal skater puts me to shame whenever I'm out there with them, but I love working with them because you learn so much just by watching what he does. And you see the bloodlines. Um, Kazari has his older kid refing at the AHL level right now. I don't know if he's going to break the AHL yet. And then the youngest is doing, you know, anywhere from the youth games to the beer leagues to juniors to probably some of the college games and, you know, everything in between. So, you know, shout out to them and their bloodlines. But, yeah, calling that one a hook right there, I'm not sure how we got to that equation. Yeah, there's no way. (laughs) And then uh, we saw the starters uh, pretty much. And one of our uh, listeners and friends on on Twitter had pointed this out as well. It's pretty much a battle tonight uh, for the bottom six and, and the bottom six, the fourth line we feel is solid. And even uh, Bruce Cassidy had said so, but I think they're all playing for minutes on that third line. You had Howden, Carlson and Amadio. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the top line on Tuesday night. And then Quinny Manon and, and Dorofeyev. Dorofeyev's had a pretty good camp. I have to admit. I like Dorfeyev. I've liked him since day one. Um, I like watching him down at Henderson. He does a really good job down there. He's someone who I thought could possibly this season, actually. Um, again, I, I, I mentioned a lot about my business, basically opening hockey cards and for people. And whenever I, I, I pull a Pavel Dorofeyev out of a Series 2 upper deck, I believe, I make it a point to say, hey, you know, keep an eye on this kid. He could crack the roster. That was about 35, 40 days ago I was saying that. And then now, just this week, every time I pull a Paul Cotter out of extended series, a uh, different, different uh, version of the same product, every time I pull a Paul Cotter card, I say, hey, buy, buy up as many of these as you can right now. They're only going for a buck or two a piece. If he makes the roster, get some attention. All of a sudden, it's a 4 or $5 card. And, you know, so that's a good opportunity to triple, you know, double or triple your money in short term. And even if he doesn't crack the roster, he has shown that he's going to be around he's going to be very successful at the ahl level should that be his path and one way or another this season i think he will be a mainstay in the vgk lineup if not this season definitely next season but he really seems ready right now to take that step coming up fans love him fans love him they surely do and coming up next we will talk about the henderson silver knights camp you are listening and watching lockdown golden knights BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your sports betting needs. Find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of each and every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information. From live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts, they have you covered across the board. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action and everything that is happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome back, Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick in Las Vegas. And we turn our attention now to the Henderson Silver Knights. And uh, they have a couple of preseason games, I guess, coming up uh, this weekend. They only play a two-game schedule in the AHL. And uh, we heard from Manny Viveros. Um, he was happy with the way that they're practicing. Uh, they scrimmage some on Tuesday. He likes the speed and the tempo. And now you have a pretty much a seasoned group that has been up with the NHL parent club, too. So I think they're going to have a really good season in Henderson at the Dollar Loan Center. 
shout out to Manny Viveros and his his um entire coaching staff. So during the summer when they were running that rookie camp, it was actually Viveros and his and his team on the ice while Cassidy was actually in the stands watching everything. So, you know, Viveros is certainly around from you know, the ground up, so to speak. So he knows these players, these kids better than Cassidy does. And maybe even, uh, you know, some of the younger talent as well. He knows the players much better. And like you said, Tony, just <laughs> let's start with Ron Bjerg, LeCision, and Cotter. Let's say that winds up being a line right there or something with all the NHL experience. That's going to be a tough line to play against right there, folks. That's going to be a tough line to play against. Dorofiev is certainly blossoming in front of our eyes. Uh, Miramanov, whenever he gets, I don't know what his injury is, but he's been on the shelf for a long time. Um, if Bischoff winds up uh, coming back down, Bischoff is someone who was probably supposed to be at the NHL by now, but he had a terrible injury, I think, a season and a half ago that's kept him away from the ice for a long time. So he's just getting it back. He's playing in some of the preseason games. And some I find kind of interesting. I, I didn't know this just simply while well, we're getting outshot 36 to 13 right now in this game, by the way, folks. But, um, I'm curious, like like Dorofiev and was sent down to the AHL level, but he's still playing tonight. So it's interesting how that whole thing works out with players that have been sent down to the the AHL club, but they still get to play in the in the preseason games. So it's interesting, kind of learning how all of that you know shakes out, so to speak. But hey, the more visibility for the kids, the better, and the fact that you don't have to play all the, you know, all your veterans at these games, you know, that, that's a good thing as well. And I saw some interesting on Facebook, just kind of talking about preseason here. Somebody actually suggested, and I love this idea, the ability, teams should have the ability to dress more players in the preseason, but not like on the bench at one time, basically kind of like soccer, if you will, sub, you know, having like another three to six skaters you can put out there and pull players out of the game only between love the it. periods or something love like it. that. Yeah, you, you gotta know, like that. Yeah, I and, love that. I mean, you yeah. know, one one period for Stone, Eichel, and Smith, and you know, how, whatever like that, and then get him out of there. I think yeah. it's a great idea. Um, your guy Michael Hutchinson could be back on the AHL level, and uh, he'll be battling the likes of no one. No terror. one else claimed him. I don't believe so. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I think he'll be with the AHL Silver Knights to start the season. <laughs> And, and he was a number a two helmet. goalie in my estimation. I got to tell you, Chris, I mean, when he was out there with the Golden Knights, he impressed me some. He really did. I thought he was much better, much more uh, ahead, if you will, uh, than Ron Aiden Bill. just got hit pretty good in the corner there. <laughs> yeah, we knew it's going to be mucky, right? <laughs> no, no doubt. And I am with it's you. It's not done yet. Help. It's going to be much dirtier. And they're going to get dirty again when they meet this weekend up there in Boise. Yeah, I was curious. So uh, honestly, this is probably bad parenting on my side. Uh, <laughs> I was planning out the weekend with my son because there's a lot of sports going on right now. Friday, we got UNLV at the Dollar Loan Center. Um, Saturday, I saw VGK had a game. But then also Saturday night, there's a loss. There's the final Las Vegas Lights home game of the season at 7 and o'clock. I'm going to the Notre Dame-BYU game on oh, Saturday night. So you're getting – you're here. getting. oh, that's here? Yeah. Oh, God, that's going to be nuts. Okay, I'm glad I'm not going to be anywhere near the strip then for that. Um, <laughs> that's going to be absolutely crazy. We'll be at, we'll be downtown at Cashman. But point being, I was playing out with my son. I'm like, okay, we'll catch the first period and a half of the Golden Knights. Then we'll drive down to Cashman. And I looked in my access app for the tickets. I'm like, why don't I, I have tickets here? And then I realized, I think, during the show this morning, uh, Wednesday, Wednesday show, I should say, I think you Tuesday show. Today's Wednesday. Never mind. 
Today's Tuesday. We record recording two shows in one day. It throws me off, folks. But you did make mention that uh, they're playing in in Boise on Saturday. It's like, oh, okay, so now we can catch these games without having to, uh, you know, figure something out. But then Sunday we're back for the Silver Knights uh, preseason opener oh, as well. So a lot of hockey, a lot of excitement, a lot of fun, and uh, we got a little scrum happening right now. I like it. I like it. <laughs> There's good. a lot of that going. Yeah, on. but and like you said, Saturday this could be, you know, there could be some tempers boiling over possibly. Yeah, so it looks like uh, Paul was in the middle, but he's going to the, he's going to the box with just one glove right now. <laughs> <laughs> we knew this was bound to happen. It's I a mean, two and a half minute penalty instead of a five minute major. <laughs> Wait, they're going to pile up. We'll have eight fights in the third period of this game. It's getting uh, a little ugly. It's getting a little chippy out there, which yeah, is good. That, I think VGK. We can, knew it was going to be pre-season. that way. Well, that's why they that's why they put a bunch of the second string guys in there or whatever, and guys from the AHL. Oh, okay, dirty. Arizona's got two in the box right now. I'm trying to read. This isn't. Uh, I'm trying to see what the penalties are. They got Arizona's got two in the box. I think we only got one, so they're probably going to have an original penalty, and then a couple guys start jaw jacking. Oh, there we go, right in the boards there. Nice. All right, it was so, all after uh, the whistle. <laughs> I want to talk about. You know what? I was looking at the Silver Knights blue liners. Uh, you have uh, Leighton Ahack, mm-hmm. Daniel Chaco, right? Uh, who? Daniil Chico, who played really well uh, in the rookie camp and then also played well up, I thought, with the Golden Knights. Mm-hmm. Lucas Cormier. Yes, and then I like Zach watching Hayes. him a lot. And then Zach Hayes. Those are your blue liners, four of them at least. Solid. No, 100%. I, I, this is pretty funny. You got the two Coyotes in the box. They, the referee made the penalty calls, and they just look, they just give each other a fist pump in the box, and the cameras <laughs> caught it. That was that was such a beer league thing right there. But, I mean, folks, well, listen. Well, those are beer league players that are in that lineup. Pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, what, going back to the, the, the chatter about the defensemen and things like that, you know, this is our future – Golden Knights here to a degree. I mean, a lot of our defensemen are tied up for a while, you know, but this is either our future Golden Knights talent, if you will, or, um, you know, I, I hate to always put this out there, but this could also be some trade bait down the road too for another team that wants to maybe put them more on the fast track. Cause if you really look at our, our defense, they're kind of set for a while. I mean, Theodore, we're not going to do anything with, I don't think anytime soon. Uh, Petrangelo, we're, we, we own him for a long time. The fact that they were able to keep Martinez on a year when they really thought in the offseason he was going to be traded. We we talked about that a lot earlier on, that he possibly might have brought the best return amongst Pacioretty, um, Carlson, and then Martinez if one of those three was going to go. Obviously, the highest-priced player wound up going of that bunch. Um, So back to the defense side, though, Petrangelo's not going anywhere. Martinez isn't going anywhere. Theodore's not going anywhere. White Cloud is not going anywhere for a long time, I don't think. So that really only leaves McNabb, who at some point I could see them moving on from, even though he's probably the most fun defenseman we have just with those hip checks he puts out. And then insert uh, six defensemen here amongst uh, Nick Haig and, you know, et cetera from there. That's obviously um, just becoming um, a blank storm right now, unfortunately. Yeah. And then uh, Brandon Brisson, uh the guy Swan. that we thought would the w, be. Brisson. We thought that Prasan would be up with this uh, VGK team. He's back yeah. in the minors. But uh, Viveros said on Tuesday that he is much stronger. He's gotten much stronger and quicker. And he said that his shot has gotten better. So that's the way that he that's has a big, Prasan. That's a big, uh, a big statement right there. Well, his shot was solid, I thought, in the past. So exactly. That, that's, that's my point. Good. Um he has had a very solid shot. That's the first thing I think about 
uh, from watching Brisson, not Brisson, Brisson. God, it's like a, like a mental lapse there, folks. I'm sorry. But that's the first thing that I saw at the games where I saw him live last season was that shot from the left circle. Um, he's a lefty, so the left circle there, or right circle. Right circle. I don't know. Yeah. Right circle. One of the circles. Yeah, yeah. 50, 50 shot it. there. Um, but he does has, he has a very lethal one-timer. He really does. And now the fact that that's gotten better and he's gotten stronger, you know, maybe he's someone that's going to have a little chip on his shoulder, if you will. He probably thought he might have a chance to be at the NHL level this season. And, you know, un- unfortunate for him, fortunate for the Golden Knights organization as a whole, Phil, insert Phil Kessel here. And Phil Kessel basically pushed down everyone a notch from Cotter, LeCision, Ron Bjerg, and then Brisson and even Manninen to a degree too. So it's a little more of a rat race down there, which is something that I think you want from all levels, right? You want, as, an, as the AHL coach, you want to help these kids develop and you want to see them competing with each other to move up. And of course, Cassidy and McCrimmon and such, they want to see that competition as well. You know, we, we mess uh, a little bit with uh, the fact that Logan Thompson's has no competition right now whatsoever, especially if the second period is any indication. Ooh, there they go in front of the net again. There we go. Ooh, it's Jan Jenik, right? It's it's Jenik who uh, laid out Zgres the other day. It's him again. It is. They're, they're gonna. Just... Well, they're just gonna mix it up. This entire season could be a fun team to to watch. And uh, the Coyotes, I think their total over under points for the season was somewhere in the mid sixties. And so we'll have to catch, uh, see if they could w- win some games. It could always Arizona. be worse, folks. It could always they be worse. Still have what nineteen million. 19 million. That was the number according to cap friendly. It's just unbelievable. I can't get over that. 19 million. I said they could have at least afforded to re-sign Phil Kessel and hot dogs dogs for life. Yeah. But honestly, Phil Kessel, I don't think is going back there for 1.5. I don't think, I I think, I think the first number has to be about four or five for him to go back down there. (laughs) 19 and a half or 19 million. Holy smokes. Coming up next. uh, Chris had an opportunity to do a, VGK prediction video for us, and we'll talk about it. As uh, we talked about, alluded to over-under on points, total points for Arizona. We'll talk about VGK's total points when we return right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick in Las Vegas. And hey, make sure that you do subscribe to Lockdown VGK, our YouTube channel. It is so much fun, and I really do enjoy all the comments from the fans. Are they considered fans fun. if they're blasting you all the time? Of yeah, course. they're considered fans. Of course they're considered yeah, fans. We appreciate That's, it. Uh, oh, it's fun. So what is it? Uh, Howard Stern, the average Howard Stern lover listens to him for three and a half minutes. The average Howard Stern hater listens for four and a half minutes. Why? Because you want to see what they're going to say next. So... There you go, folks. We'll take it. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> so we have, uh, Chris, the total of uh, number of points for VGK this upcoming season from Bet Online for uh, this upcoming season is 97 and a half points for season six. And uh, last season, the total went under. Was that the first? No, it wasn't the first year because th- that it went under the total. Because I think a couple well, of years one, ago. Season one. Season well, uh, one. Well, that went way over. One. I'm sorry. Never mind. My bad. Oh, no. Yeah. Went way over in season one. But I think in season four, perhaps, like they started to put up really, they posted really high numbers for VGK. So, of course, it went under a couple of times. But 
Uh, you did a video for Locked On for our network and for Locked On VGK and the total at 97 and a half. And I wanted to get your thoughts about whether this total is good to bet under or over. You have five hot dogs to bet. Which one, in the name of Phil Kessel, which direction would you go? I, my recommendation was slightly over. I have him pegged somewhere in the 100 to 102 point neighborhood. Um, I've said this a couple times now. This is not a team that I think contends for the Pacific. I don't believe this team is built like that. I do think this team is built for a long playoff push and possibly a Stanley Cup run, goaltending withstanding. That's something I probably said the last three shows now. But I do safely think this team will be a playoff team somewhere third place, maybe second place, but probably third place in the division, which I'm okay with that. I don't care if we're first, second, third, whatever. I'd rather avoid the wild card rat race, but it would be good if we were comfortably somewhere around the neighborhood of between second and third place, I think a hundred points would put us right in that ballpark. Not looking at last year's standings. Um, last year, the over under for VGK was, I believe, a hundred and seven and a half. Hundred and six and a half. Hundred and six and a half. And obviously, they came in light at ninety four points. I believe was the number when the dust yeah, settled. Yeah. All the injuries and stuff. So you're telling me with five hundred plus man games lost. Better goaltending, I think, with Logan Thompson this season. Backup goaltending, we'll discuss that later. But our goaltending, I think, is better because Robin Leonard was injured from the word go, I believe, last year. I think that's a pretty safe thing. Um, Bres- uh, Bressois, Bressois, it's so confusing now. Uh, LB, when he came in as a backup to support Leonard, was fine. When he was the man for a while, it was not a good thing. So goaltending is certainly a question mark, but I think we will have better goaltending from a year-over-year perspective. Yes, Pacioretty is gone. Yes, Dodonoff is gone. But Pacioretty was gone most of last year as well. And Dodonoff, he had another quiet 20-goal season. And we talked about on another show how he could potentially replace the 50-year soul so possible goals that are left on the table with Pacioretty's exit and Dodonoff's exit. And, I mean, the way Kessel and Eichel are playing, that might be a lot of them just by itself. So, long story short, you're telling me we have to scrounge up four more points than last season I'm just simply going to go over based on the injury variance factor breaking a little bit better our way. If we only have half as many man games lost, which I think would still be a lot of injuries, I do think we can be in that 100 to 102 point area. If we get lucky with injuries, which we got unlucky last year, so maybe we can get lucky this year. If our team can mainly stay healthy, we could be 105 to 110 point team, which could quietly have us contend for the Pacific because Edmonton and Calgary are probably the chalk right now. Calgary is a little more unknown with all the moves they made. Edmonton can never figure out with a goalie. We learned about that in the playoffs, Mike Smith. So, you know, we'll see exactly how that whole thing's going to shake out. VGK just might win the division by being that kind of quiet, consistent team also. The Kings. Watch out for the Kings. I'm with you 100% on that, Tony. 100%. I'm concerned I'm about the LA Kings. Kings. I think, uh, again, last year, and I thought what really impressed me was their ability to win on the road. They were really a good road team last The Kings season. are just like, uh, they're gritty, right? They're gritty. They just find ways to win. They have two wonderful goaltenders in uh, Jonathan Quick and Cal Peterson. Cal Peterson Who wins is that actually, job? Who do you think wins that job? I know that they actually do have a competition in camp. I think it goes 60-40 simply based on hot hand. I don't think it's, there might be a day one starter, but I don't think it matters. I think Cal Peterson was the day one starter last year when VGK, I think VGK, they had a home game first. 
And then they went on the road and they got shellacked by the Kings. I think that was the Kings opening game. And we got blown out of the water in that game. I believe Cal Peterson was the goalie. So it wouldn't surprise me if they broke camp with Cal Peterson. There could be some news out there on in social platforms. I don't know. But, you know, we'll um we'll have to see. But I think either way, it's a 60-40 split based on the hot hand. Okay. And then uh, Thursday, VGK does play the Kings another preseason game. Please no extra shootouts and 14-round shootouts and stuff. And do away with overtime in the preseason. Uh, but we'll get a preview because they'll be playing each other next week on uh, Tuesday night, right, uh, to kick off the season in Los Angeles. And I want to just, uh, before we depart, Chris, what about VGK compared to last preseason, right? At this point last year, they were pretty much already starting to get banged up heading into the season, right? I think that uh, Mark Stone, uh, from what I believe I heard, was already experiencing back issues in in preseason uh, they appear to be right now relatively healthy you know going hopefully they can get through this week and I would maybe want to postpone that game against Arizona because there's going to be more injuries perhaps on Saturday Saturday I think it's going to be a Donnybrook I really do feel like they're going to just let go yeah I mean we got us we got us who would have thought I'm going to say we have to survive four more periods with the Arizona Coyotes but you know that's that's our reality right now folks and you know again you literally have people fighting for roster positions or you know moving up on lines and stuff like that and it's old school folks, but that's a way you get attention of the coaches by a big hit, by a fight, by standing up for your teammates, all those things. And I think that has something to do with this lineup. So maybe Thursday you do see more of our veterans playing. And then Saturday they just, you know, post. You got line, line four is line one. And then the rest of them are just, uh, you know, go prove yourself out there. Go, go get them, kids. Maybe Carlson so, gets to play again. So do you think we see Thompson on Thursday? And then back to Hill on Saturday night. I think so, but Hill said he only... needs the work. He said he did say that he needs some extra periods to get himself, I guess, back into the. He group. does, but do you want Logan Thompson going from Thursday all the way to the following Tuesday without that game activity? I guess because rhythm is important right now, obviously, and those live game reps are important. So maybe you go back to back with Hill. You give Thompson the start on Saturday, Saturday, and mm-hmm. then you still have basically sun, you know, two and a half full days off, so to speak. Um, it's probably going to go the way you said, but it wouldn't surprise me if they swip, if they swap those two. Would they bring someone up, you know, for for the game on Saturday? It's pretty much a nothing game. Whichever game I, Logan Thompson doesn't start, I think they have a different backup. I don't think they want to risk. Let's just say Hill goes out there and hurts himself. You don't want to shove Thompson out there at that point. Give it to Patera. Give it to Hutch. Whatever. We thank everyone for tuning in. And uh, thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. And our podcast is free and available wherever you get your podcast. For my man, Chris Golick, I'm Tony Cardasco. We'll return again on Thursday morning where I think we're going to have a review, Chris, of the Henderson Silver Knights new restaurant. Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I, was going to, I was going to interrupt you, Tony, and make sure you made it a point to talk about uh, about nighttime over at the M. We're going to be there tomorrow night. Uh, there's a, It's their grand opening. There's a media activity. We're both going to – I actually got my email saying I'm, I'm allowed to go, so I don't have to sneak in the back door. So, you know, I'll, I'll shave a little bit, you know, and, uh, yeah, it'll be a good time. All right, man. <laughs> Cheerio, and thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Unlocked up.
called Good night, ever folks. since <laughs> I did that BBC interview. We thank you all for tuning in. See you again tomorrow right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. Take